Welcome to Dudes on Movies, a podcast where dudes talk about movies. I'm your dude, Scott. I'm your dude, Dave. And today we're continuing with Dudes on Demand. This is the final week, and this request came via an email from Donna. She wants us to do 1995's To Wong Fu, Thanks for Everything, Julie Newmar, mm-hmm. directed by Bebing Kidron, starring Patrick Swayze, Wesley Snipes, and John Leguizamo. Yeah. Uh, she wrote into our Gmail and says, I love Patrick Swayze and really liked To Wong Fu, Thanks for Everything, Julie Newmar. Haven't heard anyone talk about this one ever, and I bet everyone else hasn't heard anyone talk about it, so that's why we're doing it. Exactly. Uh, but before we do that, let's talk about what we've been watching. Dave, what have you been watching? You know what's a really good movie? Serpico. Oh, yeah, I haven't seen that in a while. Yeah, I hadn't seen it in a while either, and I was um, I was at a vintage stock the other night and just got some DVDs, and, and uh-huh. I picked up Serpico, and I was like, I hadn't seen this in such a long time, so it was like all kind of brand new, and I'm watching going, wow, I, I, I'd forgotten how awesome this is. And mm-hmm. Yeah, Serpico, everybody should check that one out. I remember what, the first time I watched it, it was like around the time American Gangster also came out, okay. the Ridley Scott movie. Yes. I was like, these are almost the same movie. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, but man, Serpico is a classic. Yes. That's good stuff. Yep. Nice. I watched something else. I watched the new Power Rangers movie. Good God. Um, it was pretty sweet. <laughs> I, I what? I'm serious, man. I liked it. Oh, It was all right. awesome. All right. It, it's very typical yeah. from what you expect, but- I think it was directed fantastically, hmm. and it looks good except for one thing, which is a problem throughout the whole movie, but um, <laughs> with that aside, it's if you just let yourself get absorbed into it, it's actually pretty damn good for a summer blockbuster. Okay. Yeah. Um, ironically, while I was shopping at Vintage Stock, on the uh, screen I was, was Power Rangers, the the new one? Um, yes, or... I, I I think I think it was the new one because I I, I was looking at Rita, what I guess was Rita Repulsa and I was like, who uh-huh. is that? And I looked it up yeah. and it's Elizabeth Banks. She's phenomenal in that role. Is it okay? She's really good and All over right. the top and just she's good. Okay, she's really good. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I was extremely surprised how much I liked the movie. Wow, I'm not saying it's a masterpiece. Sure, but uh, I enjoyed it. Okay. So, out there, uh, we asked the fans what they've been watching, and on Instagram, talking about the movie, watched Clouds of Sils Maria. Oh. I had talked about this a, lo- a couple years ago on our Oscars episode. Yes. Uh, Juliette Binoche and Kristen Stewart and Chloe Grace Moretz are in it, mm-hmm. and this is a, a, an acting movie. Yeah. They, they are acting great, and the character dynamics are awesome. Mm-hmm. I really love this movie. Uh, They said, it's a really good character study with great performances and solid execution. I would definitely agree. Yes. Yeah, so thanks for that. Um, Everyone else, let us know what you've been watching. Uh, Go to Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Mm -hmm. or dudesonmovies.com. All that stuff. Hit us up. Yeah. So now, let's talk about Tu Wong Fu. Thanks for everything, Julie Newmar, Dave. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Why don't you give everyone a synopsis? (laughs) All right. So uh, there are these these two uh, people who are drag queens, and Mm -hmm. they... um, they win a contest in New York of like you know the drag queen of the year, and they they, they tie for the for the title. Yeah. And um, after uh, one of them um, takes sort of um, uh, pity on on a on a third contestant mm-hmm. who um, really wanted to win, and they they trade in their their tickets to Hollywood, which was the grand prize mm-hmm. for like uh, alternate transportation, uh, which is along a, a big Cadillac. And they decide to go to Hollywood as a trio. Mm-hmm. And along the way, their car breaks down, um, and they get into uh, some adventures. 
Yeah. And um, they end up in a small town and they proceed to kind of, you know, fabulize the place. Yeah. Um, and that's what we will get into. <laughs> it's a it's a road movie. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> We're okay, 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 okay. Yeah. W- yeah. W- what did you think overall? Okay. Overall. Yes. I, I think the movie's heart is in the right place. I agree. Yeah. It's in the right place, yes. but it might not be pumping the best blood. I would agree with that. Yeah. Yes. Um, so we, we mentioned Patrick Swayze, uh, Wesley Snipes, and John Leguizamo. Uh-huh. They are these three drag queens that we've that you've mentioned. Yeah. I, I think when this movie came out in 95, like th- these roles are completely out of casting type of these actors, right? Absolutely. Uh, which is a cool, I like that. Yes. That's cool. Because, uh, you know, Snipes is a... He just did, like, Demolition Man or and something, did, you know? and like Uh-huh. That's right. Like, this is completely out of his territory. Yeah. But I think they all did pretty good with it. I, I think they did, too. They're clearly having the time of their lives mm-hmm. um, in this movie. And, right. and And as far as memories of this time, like, when the trailer came out... Uh-huh. Um, it, I don't know if it was the trailer or the TV spot... But before they show clips from the movie, it's like clips from Roadhouse and from like Passenger 57. <laughs> so they're playing it up like they that? They are. Patrick Swayze, Wesley Snipes, and then like Record Scratch. And then, you know, oh, you see, God, you know, not the like, Record Scratch. Oh, yeah. yep, yep. This is a Record Scratch movie it without is. a Record Scratch in it, though. <laughs> exactly. I know. But it was so like, it was so stereotypical of, of like that mm-hmm. trailer business and um, and you see them, you know, like like done up in glamour and, mm-hmm. you know, like, oh, my God, it's Patrick Swayze and Wesley Snipes, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so it was a big shock for everybody. And yeah, yeah, like we were talking, um, the the movie is, is definitely trying to send a message. The, the message is there. Right. The know. message is it's OK to be different. Yes. Accept everyone for who they are, not uh-huh. for what they look like. That right. kind of thing. Right. You know, don't get beat by your husband. It's not okay. Oh God, like, we'll get into that. Um, yep. <laughs> but yeah, that that's the message they're trying to do. Yeah. But it just doesn't come through in the best way, I guess. Uh-huh. Right. Um, because I think the movie plays it up a lot. A lot of the superficialness yeah. of glam, the superficiality. Yeah, of, of, and yeah. being the mm-hmm. Miss Drag Queen New York. You yes. Know, it's all about vanity and stuff. And, <laughs> you know, Patrick Swayze takes pity on John Leguizamo's character. So Patrick Swayze's Vita, mm-hmm. Miss Vita. Miss Vita Bohem. And Leguizamo is Chi-Chi. Yep. And <laughs> Wesley Snipes is Noxima, <laughs> which I love that name. That's it's so probably perfect. probably my favorite name in the movie, yeah. I, th- I think Wesley Snipes is my favorite in the movie, actually. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, I think all so. Right. I think he's just good in it. Like, I do, too. He's really funny. Yeah. And it's not in a mean way. Like, like I said, I think they do good jobs. I don't think their performances are trying to be mean spirited or anything. Guys, like, they're yeah. very genuine uh, yeah. about being, you know, gay men dressed in women's clothes. It's they're great in this. And like the message, like the movie, we say it seems a little wrong headed. It, it's like half of it's like played, like the jokes are kind of homophobic, mm-hmm. but then other parts it's not. You know, so it's yeah. like weird in I know. a way. It's like who. Who are these jokes for? Like people who are afraid of gay people? Yeah. Like with the cop and stuff? Yeah. Like all that seems kind of wrong-headed. Well, and that's that's the weird thing about the cop. The cops played by Chris Penn um is is that like all the stuff that comes out of his mouth is Ooh. I mean it's it's incredibly hateful. Um not only just racial slurs, racial gay slurs. slurs. I mean, he uses Ooh. the N-word and the S-word uh-huh. to describe John Leguizamo and Wesley Snipes. Yeah. And and I mean I, I just I was like, oh that's right, nineteen ninety five, you know? Yeah. 
um, we were still saying these things in movies, but mm-hmm. at, at least I, I guess the only saving grace of it is that like we're immediately supposed to hate this character. Yeah, you know, I, I think so too. But when that happened, I was kind of like, "Whoa!" Yes. I'm not expecting this. Right? Like, this is not a Spike Lee movie. No, like, no. But I, I, I thought if it would have kept going in that direction of things, like that extreme, uh-huh. I would have appreciated that more. It would have been better suited yes. in the movie instead of just let's drop this here and then oh, let's teach a grandma how to dress fabulously. It, you know, dude, this was a PG-13 comedy from 1995. Yeah. Exactly. So it's like. Like all this stuff that's in this is like, it's totally out of place. Uh huh. And 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 yeah, if 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 this would have been directed by you know like Fassbinder or something, <laughs> then then what you just described would have happened. Uh huh. You know? William Friedkin's Too Wong Fu. <laughs> there you go. Exactly, dude. <laughs> that's a hard R that rating a- <laughs> right there. <laughs> but yeah, overall, I I agree with exactly what you said. Uh-huh. Overall, yeah. So when they when they do go on the road, um, they they are the the, the first kind of uh, story driver is when they're fallen upon by Chris Penn's character. Yeah. Um, he is a, like, he's playing, I, I guess, a southern sheriff. He's like a small town sheriff. Yeah. In, I don't know where. A small town uh, by way of, you know, Staten Island, mm-hmm. I guess, from from this guy's, you know, <laughs> right gait and manner. Um, and, like, he's just playing, he's he's the same, he's nice guy Eddie. Uh-huh. He's exactly yeah. the same guy. Yep. <laughs> um, but he's but he's now dressed as, as like a small town sheriff, and he he pulls them over because they got a tail light out, and he uh, like tells Patrick Swayze's character Vita to get out of the car, and he proceeds to try to rape her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he puts his hand underneath her skirt, and I guess feels you know the 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 wrong uh, right an area. unexpected presence down exactly, there. and he freaks out, and then Vita. I guess kicks him or pushes him. Yeah. And he's knocked unconscious. She says, get your hand off my dick Uh and pushes him. Yeah. And this is, you know, ginormous Patrick Swayze. (laughs) So I can believe that this push knocked this little dude down. I I, I guess you're right. I mean, Patrick Swayze could could break Chris Penn in two. So yeah. He roadhouses him, man. (laughs) And, but yeah, it was kind of like, it didn't look that bad. It didn't. He stumbles down and falls like, ugh. I know. And it's then it's knocked ba- cold. His his fall, I think, is the bad part. Probably. Like, yeah. That, like, that's, he needs to know. get airborne and land on his neck. Exactly. You know? That's it, what needs to happen. It needs to be an Encino Man gag. Right. Where, where he's just flying <laughs> through the air. Yes. Right. And then, ooh, an Encino Man gag would have <laughs> right up the ante in this yes, movie for yes. sure. So, they think that they killed the cop uh-huh. because they're idiots i guess yes right so what do they do they flee the scene Uh uh-huh and this starts a whole unnecessary subplot oh with the cop chasing them thank you yes i hated the subplot yes i agree and it's not funny so god all right i'll get to something else after the subplot (laughs) yeah go ahead so the cops are giving them shit like Oh, so you got beat up by girls? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they laugh at him. Yeah, and he's like, they weren't girls, they were, you know, homophobic slurs. Yes, yes. yes. <laughs> and they're like, oh, sure, and they were wearing this shoe. Yes. Uh, it's dumb, and he's like, all right, well, I'm going to find these slurs and get them. <laughs> and he makes a list, and the list is called Places for Homos. That's right. And it lists, like, ballerina shop. Yep. Something else. Oh, it's terrible flight attendants god um, you what know, like like every stereotype <laughs> yeah. you can imagine and and it and the list says places for homos yeah it's like a list 
a fourth grader would make. Exactly. It's a huge list. The 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 type it, the handprint. I can't even talk, dude. I the know the writing is huge. It, it is. It's like you're right. it should be made out of crayon. <laughs> yes, you're right. If 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 Dick Nixon was in fourth grade, this is his list. Yes, yes. And and he's like, you know, uh, and and I mean, my God, the the character, like you could you could literally tell this story without this character anywhere in it. Completely. I mean, it's not. It's totally superfluous, and and it's such a bore. It's boring as hell, and it's yeah. not funny, yeah. and it's mostly offensive. Oh my god! Um, it's him being afraid of gay people, yeah, and like holding like a sketch of a drag queen. Oh my up god! To, he made he has a traffic stop yes. to check every car <laughs> for drag queens. It's a checkpoint where he's yeah. got a pencil drawing, a really bad pencil drawing of Patrick Swayze in drag. Yeah, and he's looking at it and looking at the person driving the car, and then okay, go ahead. Um, it, yeah, it sucks. If any, if any cop, I don't care what small town you're in, did this, apart from even the checkpoint, if he walked out of the station going, I'm going to find these slurs and right. blah, 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 uh, I got your badge now. Right. And it could have worked if it ended differently. Mm. Like, I wouldn't say it worked, yeah, but it would yeah. have been better if he learned his lesson at the end. You know, like, oh, oh that's true, it right, is okay. Because yeah. that's what the movie's trying to tell you. Right, right. It's okay, man. Mm-hmm. It's all right. Yeah. Why why hate people? Right. But no, in the end, he still hates everyone. He's, and he's, he's and like, he's, doesn't learn anything. No. He's and, like, I know you have drag queens in this town. They're going to destroy everything that we know as normal. And, and then he just gets run out of town in an I am Spartacus moment. <laughs> Dude, I know. And, and like... And even though he's on the outside and he's clearly the antagonist and we're supposed to hate him, uh-huh. like it's still a bad message to send because he still gets to say all those hateful things. Right. It's stupid. It's it's totally unnecessary. But then like the people in this small town, they learn their lesson because the drag mm-hmm. the drag queen characters teach them yeah. and show them. Right. And sometimes by force, like by Wesley Snipes twisting a nutsack, but (laughs) they learn their stuff, and then that's how they rally with the Spartacus moment. But like, the 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 police officer needs to learn something about it. Like, otherwise, this is completely unnecessary and has no reason to be here. Right? He's just he just outside. It's just showing hate. Yeah, you could just show that with the way the town folks are treating you. Like that's enough. You don't need this stupid character. No, this idiot. (laughs) It's. Like you always say, the script writes the the script does unnecessary things. Yes. And just like this moment only happens because of the script. It's not you know something that would happen at all. Right. This doesn't need to be here. It's it's and it's it's clearly riled you up, mm-hmm. and and it riled me yeah. up too, um, because I I just hate seeing it in in a movie that I'm otherwise kind of enjoying. Yeah. Um. And and it's it's strange too because like like since there's no consequence for this guy, we're almost. Like, the audience already had, knew that those people existed when they went to see the movie. Yeah. You know, if, if they bought a ticket to Tu Wong Fu, they already probably, I mean, like, in most of these situations, I, I think that movies like this are generally preaching to the choir. Yeah, I would know? agree. Yeah. Um, and so, so like, we just have to be reminded, you know, that, 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 these, that this other person exists and, and that we still have to deal with them. We already knew that. Yeah. You know, so, yeah. Chris Penn doesn't need to be here. I like him, but man, yeah. not this movie sucks with him. In I it. know, like that sucks. Right. right? Yeah, and there's the moment when he's at the bar and he's like, can't find the drag queens. Yeah, and he's like sitting there and talking to himself. Men, men hugging men and touching muscles and like, he's kind of like getting into it and like 
it almost goes in a direction to where maybe I'm gay. And, like, he's finally accepting it. And, like, but it doesn't go there. Is this the Arliss point? Howard just walks in and says, let's get these slurs. Of course. Yeah. But is is th- that, that speech he's making mm-hmm. to himself. Mm-hmm. Um, now, others are around him and can hear him. Yeah. But is is that the prelude to what was a deleted scene? Maybe. It had to be, Maybe. Right? Because... Why would that be in there I with don't the know. way he's delivering it? He's not angry like men touching men shouldn't happen. Well, he like, is angry, but then he's getting but more But the and way more, he's saying it is like him, he desires it, He's, he's getting emotional yeah. about it, right. you know? Like, yeah. it seems like that's what he wants. Right. I, I just, like, you, probably a deleted scene yeah. or something. Yeah. But, or maybe they put the wrong take in. <laughs> like, yes. right, why don't you just oh, do one right. like this? God, and they right. accidentally put that one in. Exactly. Like, there you go. Come on. Right. Yeah. The, the deleted scene was Chris Cooper walks into his garage and, you know, tries to kiss him or something. That that, that could have been something. He and Arliss Howard needed to hook up. I That's what had to happen I, there. I, I would have. I that's what had to happen Stood there. up and applauded. Yes. You know? That's what needed to happen yes. there. Yes. But no, instead they band together to get these people <laughs> yes he's dangerous to society uh god oh yeah yeah um so chris penn is gross and we hate him and and sorry we spent 20 minutes on it but Whatever. my god it's uh, it's it's the worst part of the but movie it is the worst part of the movie and generally we do pick things apart a yeah, lot sure. when we do things like this even if it's a movie we did enjoy yeah and it wasn't a bad movie. Right. Like, we still point out these flaws and tear them apart, which I think they deserve. And yes, because this was especially outrageous. Yeah, this is egregious. Yes. So when they're, but when they're in the town, like, we, we, we kind of, we're, we're cutting away to Chris Penn throughout the movie, you know, right, doing his yeah. thing. But then they, they, they show, like, just life within the town, um, and it's populated by, uh, you know, Scott mentioned Arliss Howard. He's the local mechanic and also, like, the yeah. innkeeper. Virgil. Virgil. And uh, his wife is Stockard Channing, who is, I feel, very excellent in this movie also. Yeah, I loved her in this movie. She's really mm-hmm. good. Um, and we, we find out from, like, just further action that Stockard Channing is a battered wife. Yeah, big time. Um, and uh, Arliss Howard abuses her physically and, emo- and emotionally, you know, nonstop. And, like, Vita figures this out uh-huh. uh, pretty early on, and she eventually deals with it. Yeah. Um, because she's Patrick Swayze and is, you know, <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> and it's, it's a very satisfying moment when he, uh, when, when, when Pat, when, when she like takes on Arliss Howard yeah. and she just, for, first she's talking to him. She has a, a great line of, you know, I understand you like beating women. Yeah. And then she proceeds to give him a backhand and then a front hand. And then we just mm-hmm. cut away and you hear like a bunch of ruckus going on. Uh-huh. And then, like we're at the double deuce, um, Arliss <laughs> Howard comes flying out the front door. Right, the saloon doors <laughs> swing <Yes>. open. <laughs> it's pretty great. He gets run out of town, yeah. basically. Yeah, which I liked. Mm-hmm. I was glad. It's very. It's a very good moment. Yeah, and and right like leading up to that, um, the three of our protagonists are in their room arguing about uh, we shouldn't interfere with this. Right, you know, right? And Patrick Swayze. Is just we. I have to do something about this. Yes, and he's getting very intense with Wesley Snipes here. Yeah, and I don't know why this happens, but he starts to like storm out of the room to go confront the situation, and his wig gets caught on the chandelier, mm-hmm. and it pulls it off, and you see Patrick Swayze, you know, without his wig on, and just okay. So it is a man, right? I don't know what this scene's trying to say. But I thought it was great, actually. I really liked it. It, like, halts him when it comes off his head. It's like, oh, my God. 
I was reminded somewhat, and I know what you mean. Like, like it, it seemed kind of like um, it, it, it's it's a really effective thing. Yeah. But but it's it's unlike anything else in the movie. Yeah. Um, I was reminded of I I wish I could remember the the, the name of the person, but it was a um a drag performer uh-huh. who was talking about um, do you know what it's like when you meet a handsome man? And all he sees is a drag queen. Yeah. I think that this was kind of one of those moments where, like, I mean, Vita, Chi-Chi, and Noxima, they, they, they live as women. Yeah. You yeah. know, and they think of themselves as women. Right. Um, so when, when Vita's wig comes off accidentally and it's revealed that, you know, um, you know, she has a short haircut and she looks like Patrick Swayze, it's yeah. like, oh, that's right, I was born a man. Right. Um, I don't know if that drives her to then take care of the situation with Arliss Howard or if it's just reminding her that, that what she really wants to be and what's inside of her doesn't show to the outside world. Yeah. You know, may, maybe this was just one of those deep moments in a, in a weird comedy where, where they just decided to, like, do something emotional like right. that. I liked it. I think it was mm-hmm. one of the best things in the movie. I agree. To, to put this in. And, I mean, we don't have enough time to dig into it, I guess, sure. on the show. But that it's something that is worthy of a discussion why this is here and what it means yeah. and stuff. It's, yeah. it's, it's the only thing in the movie like that. <laughs> I know <laughs> it's, it's, it's their only like, like, like sort of, um, you know, dive into symbolism, yeah. you know, and it's and it. That's why it's so shocking. And I mean, that's not what the movie is. So it doesn't right. need to be filled with that stuff, right. you know, but yeah, I thought it was fantastic to mm-hmm. put that in here. I agree. And then he proceeds to go beat the crap out of Arliss Howard, <laughs> which is very good. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and it also leads to my favorite actual relationship in the movie, which is Stockard Channing and and yeah. Vita. Yeah, Vita and Carol Ann. Carol Ann, that's right. Yep, the battered wife. Um, and I, it's my favorite too, Dave. Dude, I know. Yep. And and like her her Stockard Channing speech to to Vita <sighs> is so good. I got part of it written down, man. Go, oh, it's yeah. so good. Yeah, well, yeah. It's when they're about to part ways towards the end of the movie. Yes. And she's like, you know, I've never had a lady friend before. And mm-hmm. Patrick Swayze's about to say, like, tell her. But that's the other problem I wanted to talk about is yeah. the ignorance to, okay, these are actually women. That they, the, the, the townsfolk think they're women. Not one person in this yeah. town mm-hmm. can tell that they're drag queens. That, that's what we're told, yeah. That's kind of offensive on my part, I guess. Like, okay. Because they want to be viewed as women, yeah. you know. but. Mm-hmm. It is kind of glaringly obvious these are people who were born a man dressing as women. Except for John Leguizamo. He John looks Leguizamo very feminine. He's very convincing as a yeah. female, yeah. I remember when I saw the commercial, I was like, he's kind of cute. He is. <laughs> he's looking good. He Chi-Chi, looks like a cute lady. Oh, I know, yeah. Chi-Chi is really, really good. Uh, um, that's why Jason London wants him so Exactly, bad. Randall yeah. Pink Floyd Randall wants Pink that Chi-Chi. Randall Floyd wants Chi-Chi, man. <laughs> and, and that's a hookup that should have happened, which we'll get to. Yeah, right. You know. uh, but... Uh, She's like, I never had a lady friend because my husband beats the shit out of me all the time, doesn't yes. let me do anything. Right. So Vita's about to say, you know, well, actually, I'm a man or whatever, but she goes in this speech about how men have Adam's apples. Yes. Or how ladies don't, uh-huh. and then how she noticed Vita has one, and uh, she says, I'm so very happy to have a lady friend who just happens to have an Adam's apple. It's beautiful. Yeah, it's gorgeous. It is. I love it. I know. It's like, oh man, this is true friendship it right is. here. And and it, and it totally validates Vita's way of life. Right. You know, it it didn't need to be validated, of course, but but it also like she'd never been shown love before, and now yeah. like a, a, another person is doesn't care. Yeah. You know, like like just totally understands, and and it's also I guess Stockard Channing reveals that she's the most wise person and the most perceptive person in the town. Yeah, of course, definitely. Too. So she's appreciating Vita 
um, on a couple of different levels, mm-hmm. you know, like like helping her out to, to give her better self-esteem and also acknowledging you've been a good friend to me. Right. And I mentioned how, like, this whole lifestyle, the dra- the drag queen glam lifestyle of this is kind of, like, full of just vanity and stuff. Uh-huh. Like, I don't think Patrick Swayze's character brought John Leguizamo's on the trip to be kind. I think he's yeah. kind of self-serving, like, look at what I'm doing to help this poor individual. True, yeah. But, like, this moment with Carol Ann is kind of, like, that's the opposite of this. Like, she's not trying to do this for herself. Like, she actually helped this person. Yeah. And is gaining nothing from it. True. You know? You're right. You're right. Like a totally selfless mm-hmm. act. Yeah. Yeah. Um, if we could get into, uh, is it Jason London? Yeah. Okay. Yes. <laughs> uh, we're never for sure. <laughs> you're never for sure with, with, with these. And, and when I, I, when I was like, okay, yeah, Jason. All right. It, oh, yeah, it's yeah. him. It's Randall Pink Floyd. Mm-hmm. Um, so like when, when, when they first go to the town, it's because, uh, uh, Pink has picked them up. And pink comes yeah, up in his truck. Exactly. Man. You got a joint cheat. Yes. Exactly. So, he puts his paddle yeah. away. And uh, <laughs> I know that he doesn't say that line in Dazed and Confused, folks. So don't get at exactly, me. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> uh, but he um, he brings them to the town and he sets them up in the inn. And like he is immediately uh, just, you know, smitten with Chi Chi, mm-hmm. uh, John Leguizamo's character. Yep. And we can talk about their actual relationship, but what I want to get into is something that has, like, another thing that has not aged well about the movie Mm -hmm. is when the local, like, rednecks Mm -hmm. decide to, they're going to gang rape Chi-Chi. Yeah. Um, This, as we've mentioned, is a a PG-13 comedy. Mm -hmm. Now, just like spousal abuse and gang rape... I mean, like, if you have those in a movie, if you have those topics in a movie, whether they whether they come to fruition or not, it's not just a one-off thing that you can have, and then we just move on. Yeah. It's almost like the whole movie has to be about that. Right. And the, the fallout of that. Right. Instead, I mean, Chi-Chi's just standing there, and then Pink drives up in his truck and tells them all to get lost, and mm-hmm. then she runs to his truck in safety. Yeah. And then they go on like a like a a, a nice walk together. Mm-hmm. I mean, she was almost in terrible peril, and you'd think that like she'd be totally traumatized by the incident because that's what would happen in real life, right? Um, instead, we get a very sweet back and forth between uh, Jason London and John Leguizamo. Right, my knight in shining pickup. It's, <laughs> it's <laughs> and he's look all all props to John Leguizamo because he's working with what he has. Yeah. Um. And he's really good in these he's scenes. He's good. Mm-hmm. Especially, the you know, when, he, when he's kind of, like, flirting with Jason London. I think he's a very underrated actor. I, I think he gets a lot too. of shit. Uh, um, yeah, but Summer I think of he, Sam is great. I think he does great work. Yeah. Like, he can do stupid shit. Yeah. But he's good. Yeah. Um, like you said, throwing in gang rape to spice up the comedy of the film. It's not played for laughs, but no. there's kind of jokes Chi Chi's saying like, yeah, I like, know. Oh, I didn't know it'd be a party. Yes, like, okay, yes. So she's trying to defuse the she, situation, yeah, but she, it's still it's joking. A, it's a nervous joke, right? But like I said earlier, they need to keep going in these directions if they're gonna show put this stuff in the movie. Like right. it needs to play out somehow. Right. It can't just be like, oh, well, that's a glimpse at what that movie could have been. Yes, you know? yes. Um, it's they're trying the message. Like we've said, the movie just is kind of. I don't know how to say it. It's inconsistent. I know. In a way, like they're throwing these things in that need to be talked about, but they're not being talked about. Right. Maybe they're showing these are bits and pieces 
of the whole lifestyle of these glam drag queens uh-huh. that they deal with sometimes. Right. Uh, but they just like throw in a little crumb of it. They don't really talk about it. Yeah. Um, the only thing they really get into is prejudice. Yes. That's the only thing that's really addressed. Right. And and that's that's where it probably has the most depth. Yeah. Is is in those situations. Because the, these other things that are like serious societal issues that, that have never been dealt with mm-hmm. in a in a like we've never like done anything government wise to actually eradicate these things. Mm-hmm. Um, like they're just kind of thrown in as heroic moments for our three, you know, protagonists. Right. E- even the thing where we just talked about like Vita helping um, Stockard Channing out of the situation. I mean, it, it was still kind of a, a heroic moment for Patrick Swayze. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. um, it, it, it wasn't. It wasn't nearly as as um, I guess it wasn't dealt with as seriously as it should have been. Right. You know. And Jason London again. I, he's the most ignorant of all the people. I think. Yeah, I'd say he, so. He thinks Chi-Chi's a woman the whole time. I mean, yeah. I, I don't know. Maybe that's just ignorance on my part. But I feel like he shouldn't somehow know this. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. Well, he okay. So, so we, we've established that like Chi Chi really does look female. He does. Okay. Yeah. Um, she does. She does. Excuse me. Um, but if the movie, the movie was, I guess, more brave, he would have immediately figured it out um, that that, that Chi Chi is a drag queen, right? And he still would have followed his heart, right? Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um, and we would have had a, a you know a makeout scene between John Leguizamo and Jason London. Yeah. Um, and I, w- I I would hope that, that is, they wouldn't lose the audience. You know, they needed William Friedkin to direct this. Uh, I we <laughs> and didn't, to rewrite the script. Or, or hell, let's have John Waters direct it. Oh, you know, fuck. like th- then then we're really getting somewhere. Jesus. You know, I mean, yeah, it's that would be uh, very bold. Yes, it would. <laughs> Divine can make an appearance. <laughs> Yes, dude. Oh God, <laughs> eat some cow shit or something. But on the farm. But right. um, yeah, I think this whole the love between them two is it, it's just bad. It I is. didn't like it in this movie. And then it goes into who's a Bobby Lee is the girl, Bobby the daughter the girl. who's yeah. in love with Bobby Ray. Yeah, who is Jason London. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but um, so Randall Pink Floyd wants Chi Chi. Yeah, but then. Because I, I don't know what happens. But like we've said before on the show, Chi Chi gifts Randall yes. Pink Floyd of course. to Bobby Lee. Yes. yes. That's so stupid. It it is really dumb. And and after they had this big fight over it, like, oh, it's okay now because you said I can have this boy <laughs> who apparently has no interest in me. But now because you said it's okay, now he's interested in me because I have makeup and a haircut. And, he oh, but he's stupid. He 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 he's just walking around the town in his bolo tie <laughs> after after he had come he's courting looking for Chi Chi. He's looking for Chi Chi. But and then, then he sees this a hot babe sitting yes. in a new dress and he's like, Oh wow, I'm in love with you now. But he first mistakes her for Chi Chi. Right, exactly. He, she looks this woman looks nothing like Chi Chi. I mean, like, she's not, not even blonde. The, uh, she's blonde. <laughs> her hair is co- like in a ballerina hairdo, and he goes, Miss Chi Chi? Oh, come on, Pink, you're not this dumb. Right. You know. Should have went to college. <laughs> right. Get out of this town, dude. Uh, I, yeah. Besides the cop stuff, this is the dumbest thing in the movie. <laughs> yes. I hated, like, I like kind of like the character he's playing. Like, yeah. Like, it's just this innocent farm boy kid. Right. But he's so dumb. I know. And and I, I, I like the sweetness of their day together when, when they're walking around and, and like, you know, she, she's very flirtatious with him and she's obviously like, you know, um, really 
uh, touched by his attentions mm-hmm. and everything, but it just doesn't go anywhere. It doesn't go where it should go. Yeah. You know, yeah. like we said, I mean, like they, they should, they should hook up. They should live happily ever after. There we go. And it doesn't happen. It's totally <sighs> sanitized and, and yeah. neutered completely. I mean, it's terrible. It is. It, it sucks hard. <laughs> um, this is one of those movies where it's like, all right, do I like this movie or do I not like this movie? Is this a good movie or is it not really that good? You like, vacillate scene yeah, to scene. Yes. Yeah, it's, exactly. It's scene to scene. Like, that's a good scene. <laughs> right. This scene sucks. <laughs> that one was good. That one was okay. Uh-huh. That one sucks. Yeah. This is terrible. <laughs> it's like, well, what did we do? The River Wild? Yeah. It's just, it's just a movie that exists. You're right. You know? You're right. That's why no one remembers this movie. I, I know, and and it was and it and just like the River Wild, it was a hit. It it was like I remember it being number one at the box office. Yeah, and, and people went to see it, and people talked about it for like you know a couple of weeks afterward, and then it disappeared. I mean, just erased <laughs> from existence. And this is a thing where like even which like, is fine. Movies can do that. Yeah, it, it can happen. Yeah, but like Patrick Swayze was like actually nominated for a Golden Globe for this. That's right. Yeah, and um, I I think Meryl Streep was nominated for a Golden Globe <laughs> for River Wild. <laughs> is it the same year? Is it yeah? Uh, 95? 94 was River Wild. Okay, all right. So this was just a, a cultural <laughs> thing that was happening then, where like movies were hits and they were like just sort of nineties you know, soup. Yes, ex- that's what it was. Yes, <laughs> um, like inconsequential stuff that was semi-revered. You know, I, right? I, yeah, it's it's weird. Um, and and like <laughs> I want to of... see these three drag queens float down a river. <laughs> well, now you've got and something. Kevin Bacon tries to kill them. Oh my god! And then Patrick Swayze <laughs> or Wesley Snipes just—I mean, like they like... set up traps. Yes. And, yeah. Oh there my you go. god! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> That'd be pretty sweet, dude. <laughs> um, kind of framing the whole thing is um like. It's it's one of my favorite Patrick Swayze moments when he first hears about this when she first hears about the strawberry social. Oh yeah, yeah, um, yeah. You know, like, like they're in like the local tavern, and uh, Vita hears the the phrase strawberry social. She goes strawberry social. Mm-hmm. Like like she thinks this sounds pretty great. Yeah. She finds out that it's just like pretty much a pie eating contest. And, right. And who cares? Yeah. But her and Noxima decide they're gonna like you know it needs a theme it needs a theme so let's sit down and like let's figure this out and they end up staging you know the biggest uh, most amazing strawberry social yeah this town ever saw the theme is red and wild red and wild i love that moment when nagzima says your theme is red and wild like (laughs) duh yes and they're all like oh yeah of course because because like (laughs) these people don't like they they, they're they're really impressed that like vita and nagzima are like big city women you know yeah they aspire for that kind of like sure. they're tired of their small town stuff. Yes, but they, that's just their role in life. Yep. Um. So when these fabulous people come in, they're obsessed with them almost. Right. They're like, wow, okay. Mm-hmm. And I really liked how the women really weren't. Um, they were just like right on board from the get go. All the women in the town were kind of like, okay, mm-hmm. these are some people in town. Let's accept them Which, for the most part. Yeah, yeah. for the most part, exactly. Mm-hmm. And. They start following Noxima and Vita around, and they, they go to this like like I guess a, a, a like a rummage store. Yeah, yeah. I think it's the clothing store actually. Oh, okay. Because <laughs> this is a yeah. tiny town. You're right. This is a po dunk town. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And upstairs, the 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 it's shop. It's the feet, clothing store for it, the it's town. It's the one place yeah. exactly. Uh, there there there's a bunch of this guy's mother's clothing that he was going to give to Goodwill. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and and they they it's apparently like vintage '60s fashion. Yeah. So they all come out dressed like January Jones one mm-hmm. by one yeah and mm-hmm. uh you it's know, an i'm too sexy montage it is literally it's, uh, i mean it's <laughs> right 
it totally is dude mm-hmm. it's it's very 90s um <laughs> and you know like like i said they they all come out i think blythe danner's there um she is sparkle motion is there <laughs> um and and they and, and they're they're just they come out one by one they're all wearing like nice clothes mm-hmm. and they even convert the rednecks who were gonna rape chi chi yeah mm-hmm. um and that's when uh you mentioned it earlier noxima walks over and they, they think this is a woman, and they, they just start, you know, kind of harassing They're her. They're catcalling and They're stuff cat-calling and harassing. And, yes. Mm-hmm. And it turns out it's actually Wesley Snipes in disguise. And oh, fuck. Exactly. <laughs> so you're fucking dead, dude. Uh, right. So Michael Vartan, very young Michael Vartan, uh, gets his nuts crushed mm-hmm. by Wesley Snipes' gigantic hands. And um, he they, they walks him over by his nuts and, like, like tells them, you know, one by one to, like, say good afternoon to the ladies. He teaches uh-huh. them all courtesy. Yeah. You know, pretty yeah. cool. Yeah, and then they actually learn and uh, do it. Yes. Which I thought was earned a little too easily. Mm. I think that one incident would have just riled them up a little more. I agree. And they would have retaliated somehow. Yes. By maybe destroying their hotel room or, or something. But Committed again, some it, violent it's act. one yeah. of these things that didn't get explored enough or mm-hmm. it wasn't, you know, expanded upon yeah. enough. Yeah. Like, they could have done this. They If they could cut out this cop subplot, they would have room to put this stuff in. <laughs> what a waste of, you know? of like 30 minutes of screen time. 30 minutes I know. of bullshit. Oh, man, yeah. They could have explored important issues. Of course. And made the film way better. Yes, yes. Bad writing, bad screenplay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, Excuse me. Uh, and, you know, um, it goes uh, on and on like that. And, you know, the as, as the strawberry social, uh, you know, like actual commence actually commences, that's when Chris Penn yeah. uh, invades the town. Yeah. Um, and he's a one man force. He we, we had seen him run into Arliss Howard after Arliss had been swayzied out of the town. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah. And he's they're at the bar and you think, OK, they're going to team up and do something terrible. Mm-hmm. They come back and like Arliss is like sort of not with him. Mm-hmm. He's just back. He's like separately back somehow. Yes. Yeah, like Arliss Howard is standing there, and he's like, like they, they, they. Well, Chris Penn says, you know, like, like pretty much walks, like goes into the town, and it's sort of like high noon. Yeah, yeah. And he's like saying, "All right, get the drag queens out of here. Uh, look, drag queens come out." And yeah. A figure in a red dress, uh, really, mm-hmm. you know, like glamorous uh, yeah. red dress, comes into the the, the town. It's like, like Lydia from Beetlejuice. It is her wedding <laughs> dress. Yes, yes totally. <laughs> oh, I wish Winona Ryder was in this movie. I know. I, uh, oh man, dude, I, I was actually reminded of the surgeons, uh, the surgeons' smock uh-huh, and dead yeah. ringers. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. But you know, the the figure approaches, <laughs> and we think it's Vita, as does Chris Penn. And... Jeremy Irons should have been in this movie. <laughs> If it was Jeremy Irons as twin gynecologist. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, it, But it wouldn't have been a podunk town then. It would That's have been, right, you know, yeah. yeah. Uh, sophisticated Toronto. <laughs> Sorry, keep going. <laughs> he, uh, you know, she, she comes in and it, it reveals it's Stockard Channing. Yeah. Um, she has, like, you know, uh, like, taken Vita's spot mm-hmm. and is going to defend, her and the other townsfolk are going to defend Vita, Noxima, and Chi-Chi against this invading yeah. cop. She comes out and says, I'm a drag queen. And it's I'm Spartacus. The whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. And then everyone comes out. The men, the women, the dogs, the cows. Everyone comes out and is a drag queen dressed in red and wild. Right. Um, And they run Chris Penn out of town. And and as as we pointed out, he does not go, wow, I I guess you guys are okay with this. I should be okay with it too. Yeah. He goes away screaming obscenities and and profanity and and just like saying, this isn't over. You know? Right. Ugh. It's I don't know. Oh, I, I, I you could just literally I, I I'm picturing 
like if I was editing this film yeah and i'm seeing like you know i'm putting the the actual film into the sprocket holes yeah and i'm just clipping everything with chris penn out of it yep and then Mm -hmm. just putting it back together with scotch tape this confrontation should have been between arliss howard of course carol ann of course because his he just kind of sees them all happy and gives them like a wink like yes, all right yes I'll see you later I'm out of here his come up gives them for... a little smile and like all right yeah he gets no comeuppance he, he he was he was given a couple of smacks by Patrick Swayze uh-huh. like like this man should be ruined mm-hmm. because he ruined others lives mm-hmm. and yes he cool guy winks at the camera and kind of like says to Stalker Channing with without words I guess you're okay. And then gets in his truck and leaves. Yeah. Nothing. Nothing. I mean, yeah, they they, they really, man, they, they had a chance for something there and they didn't take it. That's how you sum up the whole movie, basically. Oh, yeah. yeah. This movie had a chance and it didn't take it. Uh, and I don't know, you don't, you don't know how you to... You miss 100% of the shots you don't take. Wayne Gretzky. <laughs> <laughs> Straight up. <laughs> yeah. Jeez. <sighs> um, Wow. Anything else you want to say about the movie? Well, um, I had kind of a list of like things that have aged well. Okay. All right. Um, uh, Noxima's speech about Dorothy Dandridge to the uh, to the woman who can't hear. Mm-hmm. That yeah. was pretty great. That was good. And I would wager that a lot of people seeing the movie when in the theater probably weren't totally aware of Dorothy Dandridge. Mm-hmm. And it was just a really cool thing for like a, a, a very studio market researched movie would have that in it. Yeah. And it would also like it really gave Wesley Snipes a chance to have something kind of on his own too. Yeah. Um, to like really preach about. It was great. And something that hasn't aged well, <laughs> as we've all talked about, the anti-gay stuff, the racist stuff. Kind of the overuse of the term drag queen. Yeah. Um, like, even out of the characters' mouths themselves, I mean, like, like I don't think that, like, Noxima and Vita would be calling themselves drag queens all the time. They might. Um, I don't think, I, I think drag queen is really an offensive term, is it? It's not an offensive yeah. term, but it definitely pigeonholes you. It does, you know, yeah. Like, that, that you were only a, a, a female impersonator, and that's it. That's true, yeah. You know? Um, but, like, the guy with the stammer who runs the, the, uh-huh. the clothing store... Yeah. Um, boy, that sucks. Was that supposed to be funny? Because I guess not. it was. It's not. I, 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 I it's not. <laughs> well said. Yes, it's not funny in the slightest. Um, yeah. Uh, and and that that was all as far. And, and the other thing I wanted to mention was Quentin Crisp is one of the judges at the pageant in the beginning of the movie. Um, he's he was a guy who was a very interesting guy who wrote a book called The Naked Civil Servant. Uh-huh. Um, that was made into a film by the BBC starring John Hurt. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's about a guy who dressed in drag in the 1930s and just walked around like that in London uh-huh. and was, of course, as you can imagine, very persecuted for it. But right. he just kept on and he just lived his life as a woman his whole life. Um, and hmm. yeah, and he's just there in the beginning of the movie for, for, for no reason. One of, one of several that's weird cool. cameos yeah, they that's got, in this movie. He's yeah. in there. RuPaul's in the movie. Yep. Yes. Um, even Julie Newmar's at the very end. At the very end. Um, and Robin Williams makes an appearance in he, the beginning. He makes a very unnecessary, stupid <laughs> appearance. <laughs> he's saying weird, like, I guess semi flirtatious things to all the women. Yeah. Um, and I, I, I don't know why he's here other than maybe he just was like doing a favor for, for somebody. I, guess I don't so. know. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, the only thing I got left is the end of the movie. Mm-hmm. They go to the California for the drag queen finals or whatever. Yes. <laughs> and, and Chi Chi wins. Uh-huh. She's not in the contest. She lost. Oh, okay. she lost Dude. in New York. <laughs> yes. 
<laughs> she did lose in New York. <laughs> She's not in the finals. Okay. Well, but but you you've hit upon something that was that was rampant in the '80s and '90s in any movie that involved a contest. Uh-huh. It's people who show up and sign up the day of. Yeah, Daniel Larusso <laughs> did that. But he's the best around. Dave. <laughs> well, you know what? But as we've been saying, so is Chi-Chi. Whatever. I mean, she. I mean, like, like she. She was definitely the 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 best of like. Yeah, but okay. Oh uh, yeah. All right. She's so Daniel Larusso. You know? Yeah. Okay. She is. Yeah. Daniel LaRusso wins and signs up the day of the contest. Yes. This is a local, like, citywide contest. It's the All Valley, you're right. All Valley, yeah. you know, under 18. This is not <laughs> Miss Drag Queen USA. You're right. This you're is right. not the biggest beauty competition uh, in the nation. You're right. You're right. So you can't do that. Daniel didn't Especially show up Especially if you're not and... a finalist. You're right. There's two finalists from New York. Which is bullshit anyway. <laughs> there should be one. Yes. <laughs> Don't act surprised, RuPaul, that there's a tie, I all right? Know, right. And Chi Chi lost that competition. She is out. Man. I know, I know. Yeah, she should not be winning. You're right. Boy, you're right. It's yeah. probably the least problematic thing about the script. <laughs> right. <laughs> but it's definitely one of the most far fetched things. That you're is right. True. Yeah. And. And, and, and it is a very feel-good moment, though, at the yes. end, though. Yes, especially since we get, since we get uh, like, she is actually crowned by Julie Newmar herself. Yeah, right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, Dave, too long food. Uh, would you recommend the movie? Boy, this is hard. Yeah. Um, I, 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 and this is this is actually the hardest it's ever been on this show. Yeah, really? I, 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 I don't know what to say. Um, but I, I'm going to give it a very, uh, like, you know, non-committal recommend. Yes. Okay. And I would also encourage people to watch Priscilla, Queen of the Desert. And um, it's it's a related film from around the same time. Yeah. And um, I'd also go to the bowels of Netflix and look up a documentary called Paris is Burning. It's about a drag competition mm-hmm. in yeah. Harlem. Yeah. Check that out, too. Awesome cool. stuff. I'm not going to recommend it. Okay. But I had the same problem as you. It's like, sh- maybe, I don't know. If it sounds interesting to you, you might want to check it out. Mm-hmm. Or if you are interested in seeing these three men do performances out of their normal, yeah. you know, ilk. Right. Um, and they're all good in the movie. Yeah. The movie just is very, it's just not very well done, yes. if you ask me overall. So I'm not going to recommend it. Cool. So now that wraps things up. If you like what you heard, please subscribe in iTunes, rate it, review it, and most of all, share it. That gets more dudes listening to the dudes. Join the Dude Army, Dave. Hashtag Dude Army. <laughs> Um, if you don't use iTunes or on any other podcatcher, so you can go there and find us there. Leave a review there, please. Uh, dudesonmovies.com. You can also find us there. Yep. Uh, we are on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Uh, look for Dudes on Movies. And we have an email address, dudesonmovies at gmail.com, which was used by uh, by our friend Donna, who recommended yeah. this movie. She wrote in a very nice email. Thank you so much. Yes. Um, what's the question of the week, Dave? Uh, the question of the week is, what is your favorite movie with an overly long title? <laughs> This is quite a question. I really like this one. Yes. I, I, this is probably the best question we've ever asked. Right. Um, <laughs> so, big news, folks. Hopefully, you're still listening once we started this sign-off. But next week is our 100th episode. That's right. Triple digits. Holy cow, yeah. man. So, thanks to everyone who's listened throughout the almost two years now. Yeah. Keep trucking. Yep. And next week, we're trucking with 1974's The Godfather Part 2. <laughs> Directed by Francis Ford Coppola, starring Al Pacino and Robert De Niro. Stick around. Yeah, this is a long time coming. Yeah. 100th episode. (laughs) So until next week, I'm your dude, Scott. I'm your dude, Dave. And we'll see you next time. 